What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Fridges and Fire. Today's episode will be a little different. I do have a guest with me. I have Marcus. So, Marcus, go ahead and say hi. Hey, guys. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to be discussing the Starship uh, SN15 and 16, basically the Starship program, and we have some other topics to speak about. Uh, so, with that being said, let's get this episode started. All right, so getting this episode started, we are going to talk about the Starship program. Um, Marcus, let's get your uh, thoughts and opinions on the SN15 real quick. Uh, how do you think that Starship did? I actually think it did phenomenal. Um, uh, the visibility really wasn't as good as some of the earlier Starship launches. Um, it went up. It kind of went into the fog. Now, um, uh, through Twitter and also on YouTube... Um, SpaceX did have a live stream of some cameras that were on board Starship while it went up. Um, those are a little glitchy though, especially when it starts gaining altitude and speed. Um, but it was better than nothing. Um, it went up, appeared to do the flip, um, you know, obviously fell back, belly flop. Um, and then as it came back down, you know, it did the whole maneuver where it actually flips down, uh, tail first. Um, now they did have, was it, yeah, three engines lit. Um, now I noticed they went down to two engines. Um, they said that they would power down all the way to one if they felt it was safe. Um, apparently that wasn't so because if I remember correctly, two engines were still lit, um, as it landed, um, landing legs appeared to be in good shape. It did land on the pad. It was relatively close to the edge, um, but it was on the pad. So total success in my book. Um, I did notice that, uh, what was it? Was it today or was it yesterday? Um, that they actually moved SN15 over um, to another area. People say that they're going to do a full vehicle uh, inspection to try to launch it again, um, possibly with a side-by-side -side launch with SN16, or they're going to pull the engines out, and we really don't know what's going to happen past that point. And what are your thoughts on SN15? Basically what you said, uh, SN15 did a beautiful job. It did what it needed to do. Uh, obviously a big leap from the SN11 to the 15. SN11, I don't even know what that was. That was just, let's not even talk about that. But SN15, amazing job. It, it, you know, it took off. Yes, it, you know, only two of the, you know, engines did ignite. But that's, it, it did, you know, it landed. It didn't blow up. I have kind of a, like a, a weird opinion about SN11 and what I believe happened. Um, like I said, visibility was terrible. Um, as we know, um, SN11 and previous Starship launches, the FAA, um, was actually relatively strict um, when it came to, to Starship launches. So they were having issues actually getting approval for flights. Um, they didn't appear to have a whole lot of confidence in the, the craft. Um, especially in the beginning stages, which is, you know what I mean, pretty normal, especially for a relatively new rocket, you know, that's going up and then especially doing a landing burn as Starship does. Um, so I really do think that, that SN11 was blown up on purpose. I, a real weird opinion, but I really do think that they launched it up with bad visibility and they actually used the, the uh, termination system on board to possibly boost the FAA's 
um, confidence in the Starship program. Um, just kind of letting them know that if anything were to go wrong, people are not in danger of this craft. Um, so they kind of blew it up to get, because you noticed right after that, they gave them like the next three flights were approved. So I really do think that that kind of was a little bit of a, a card playing by Elon Musk. I could be completely wrong. I, you know, don't know that for sure, but it just kind of seems like that looking from the outside in. That's a pretty, that's a pretty damn good theory. Uh, if you guys leave your thoughts and opinions down below, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you know, let us know what you think of that theory. That's a, you know, people are probably going to say, oh, you're starting a conspiracy, but I love conspiracies yeah, so too. much. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, you know, anything's possible, really. So just leave your thoughts and opinions down below um, and let us know what you think about that uh, possible theory. But, you know, the new Glenn, um, which I didn't really know a whole lot about because I don't follow Blue Origin very much, um, is a, apparently it's a semi-reusable rocket uh, with Blue Origin. Marcus knows more about it if you want to go into it. The, um... Just from the the small amount of information that I've gathered about New Glenn, um, it's more or less. Uh, um, it just looks like a fatter and shorter version of Falcon Nine. Um, and if you guys don't know what Falcon Nine is, it's obviously SpaceX's primary, uh, primarily used rocket to launch like the um, the Starlink. You know what I mean? Satellites into orbit. Um, so it goes up, the fairings open. Um, they obviously put the satellites. Um, into orbit and then the the um, like bottom stage comes back down and then lands on of course I still love you which is going to be their uh, drone ship that's actually out in the water um, and then brings it back so that's more or less what New Glenn is um, so it comes back down lands itself but it is unfortunately uh, still has not been to orbit um, they're saying that um, the the New Glenn you know what I mean is is going to go and and it's going to be early next year but they said that about this year and then the year previous so things really seem to be pushed back and what those reasons are i'm really not for sure um i don't know progress progress over there at you know blue origin just seems to be a lot slower um, than spacex's in my opinion no I, I i honestly agree with you um same with virgin galactic um, although I, I kind of like Virgin Galactic more than Blue Origin. Didn't they have the plane? Yeah, they have the, uh, I forgot what it's called. It's, <laughs> I'm not thinking right now. Um, but they're, they're, um, big with the tourism. They want to, you know, do that, uh, mm -hmm. suborbital tourism, uh, you know, bringing people up. And, uh, I think Blue Origin, I think Jeff Bezos wants to do that too, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. He is. Yeah. That, that is what he's wanting I to do. I just don't like Jeff Bezos. That's, I don't know. Um, I have nothing, I don't hate the guy. I just... Ah, I don't know. Um, you should just stick with Amazon. <laughs> uh, but I like Virgin Galactic more than I would. Uh, I do Blue Origin. Uh, but the new Glenn thing, uh, you know, a semi-reusable rocket. Uh, that's they're a little behind. Obviously, you know, SpaceX has fully reusable Falcon Nine, uh, and then the Starship is, you know, supposed to you know supposed to be reusable in the future. Um, but the, the good thing about competition, um, you really can't go wrong with more competition. So just like the, the whole thing with electric cars, um, all their, their technology and everything like that is out there for use. 
um, and things like that in regards to, to Tesla. So he actually encourages other automakers um, to, to make more electric cars. He's not the only guy trying to monopolize the, the market. He, he really is doing what, what he feels is best for the environment. Um, so he's encouraging all automakers. And I think he's going to do the same thing when it comes to, um, you know, obviously the, the rocket industry, you know what I mean, and, and going to space, things like that. Uh, when you have a little bit of competition, one, it just drives everybody to be that much better. And two, it's just going to propel the, the technology, you know what I mean, uh, the threshold, you know what I mean? And, and you know, we're going to burst through that a whole lot quicker because you have competition driving each other up. So a little bit of competition really isn't a bad thing. Um, so I actually would like to see, um, <clears throat> blue origin, um, make a whole lot more progress. Um, because if they're just going right back and forth, we're going to see a whole lot more launches for one, which I'm so down for. And two, it's just going to, to drive, um, drive this whole thing, you know what I mean? At a, at a greater speed, um, to possibly get us to, to be able to live multiplanetary. But, you know, speaking of Elon Musk, let's get into a little bit more of a, uh, <clears throat> I yeah. guess funnier topic is Elon Musk an alien? <laughs> um, I, I mean, maybe Marcus, if you want to shed some light on this. Yeah. Okay. So this is actually my topic. Um, I'm not even gonna lie. Brandon looked at me a little odd um, after I wrote this down, but let me explain my. You know what I mean? Um, you know, kind his, of what's uh, going on. His conspiracy. Yeah. Let me explain my conspiracy. So um, either one, he's an alien, or two, he's a cyborg. Um, and I guess we're... <laughs> no, 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 no. And I guess we all kind of are cyborgs a little bit because we have a, you know, a fully functional computer in our pockets at all time. Um, but I'm talking about that type of, or that type of cyborg um, that actually possibly has a brain chip and allows you to interface with, uh, you know what I mean, yeah, lots amount of, of, of information, um, you know what I mean? In a very, you know, like a fraction of the amount of time of, you know, that it would take you to actually look it up on the phone. And that brings me to his, um, Neuralink. One, does Elon Musk have Neuralink? Two, is he from Mars? <laughs> like, is, is he an alien? Because if you look at him on the Joe Rogan podcast, specifically the first one, um, he did seem to be a lot different in the newest one. Um, I don't know if that has something to do with Asperger's or, or something like that, but the first one, it did appear that he was reading. It looked like he was reading an article um, as he was speaking. Um, and that could just be, you know, that he's just not comfortable, you know what I mean, being on a podcast. You know, he's relatively new to that type of thing, and it was just kind of like a nervous um, thing. But it really looked like he was reading a book. Um, as he was speaking, you know what I mean, in, in front of Joe Rogan. So um, it could be that he already has Neuralink, and that's why the, the progress of the Neuralink um, program is is astoundingly fast, for especially working with the brain. Um, or two, he's an alien. Or three, we're just idiots. I don't. I really don't know what it is. Um, we could be so wrong. And, and I, I'm one of those guys that I understand um, conspiracies are 90% bullshit, but they're just so damn fun to entertain. They're, they're just too fun to entertain. It, it just keeps me busy. And I don't know, I find it interesting. So I'm going to bring my dumb conspiracies up, um, pretty frequently through these podcast episodes. Um, feel free to, to call me an idiot <laughs> in the, the comment section, but I have a great time looking into it. And uh, that's, that's pretty much it. 
Well, that's the thing. A lot of people, I, I don't know how, you know, most of the viewers like it now. I, I know one of the, you know, earlier episodes of Fridges and Fire, people, it was about the FAA. Was the Oh, yeah. Was the FAA paid off to, um, I, I remember that. And people were like, oh, you're starting conspiracies. I wasn't starting a conspiracy. It was something that I saw. And I don't know. It was just, you know, a theory or an idea that I saw. Um, you know, conspiracies, they happen, you know, and sometimes they're they're true. Um, but the whole Elon Musk being an alien thing, the guy, the guy's so smart. I mean, he's, I don't know. It, it's, it's on the table. It's there. It's a, it, it, it's a possibility, um, that Elon Musk is an alien. So call us idiots, uh, or you can agree with us. Leave your thoughts and opinions down below in the comments on how you feel about that. I actually want to, to actually go back on this before moving to the next subject. Okay. So, um, speaking of things that um, could possibly be a conspiracy, but this one is obviously going to be a lot more believable than Elon Musk is from freaking planet Mars, and, you know, obviously, um, that was more or less just fun. But um, as far as the, the Starship 11, so it basically went up, it got about 10 feet above the ground, we couldn't see anything because the fog was so bad. So we were blind the entire flight. Um, you notice before Starship 11... FAA was actually being really stingy um, with approving the, the flights of the Starship program. And I think that was just because it was a relatively new program, which I understand they're worried about the safety of, of people around the area and, and things like that. Um, I realistically, I mean, I, I do believe that, that Starship 11, after it went up, I don't even know if, it, if things went bad on the flight. Um, but I obviously, if you're, you're into the SpaceX at all, um, you would know that they use the termination or, uh, system, which means that they they blew their own rocket up. Um, and I really, I really do think that they did that um, to possibly give the FAA a little bit more confidence in the safety um, protocols of the the Starship program. Um, and you noticed right after that, they gave them three flights. I believe it was three flights that they approved them for automatically. Um, so I mean you. You can look at it like a failure, or you can look at it like it just sped progress up. And I, I really do think that he's playing a pretty complex uh, card game with the FAA, and at the moment, he appears to be winning. Um, so that's just kind of my thoughts on that. If you guys have any any comments or, or any thoughts on that, um, you know, about whether you think it's true or you think it's true, but, you know what I mean, this might be different, uh, go ahead and uh, feel free to leave a comment below. Um, I'd love to see your response. Uh, but moving on to our next subject, is it even possible to manipulate gravity using tech, not just large amounts of mass? Um, and that's another subject Marcus came up with, so I'm going to let him explain that. Okay, so <clears throat> if you watch the news at all, which I know most of it's terrible, um, but if you watch the news even remotely, back in 2017, the Pentagon um, actually released, uh, if you've ever uh, looked into the UFO subject, I'm sure you've heard of the Tic Tac UFO, um, and it was actually spotted by David Fravor. Um, he was in a, a Navy aircraft, and him and a few of his co-pilots actually saw this Tic Tac object, and it went from about 30,000 feet in the air, I believe, uh, don't hold me to it, um, and then it went to right above five to ten feet above the water in less than a second. Um, nothing that we have on Earth at the moment, at least that I know of, um, can perform that type of way. Um, and especially with the materials that we have, um, 
if you just use, you know what I mean, regular materials like metals and titanium and things like that, that, that planes are made out of, and you move that quickly and stop that abruptly, either the pilot is for sure going to die and the, the plane or the aircraft is not going to be intact um, any longer. So that automatically um, kind of points me to the, the whole alien, you know what I mean, and UFO type, um, I guess you would call it conspiracy because it, it's not for sure proven yet. Um, but um, they would almost have to manipulate gravity or use some kind of anti-gravity device um, in the craft to actually move in that type of way because then you're essentially taking physics as we know it out of the equation, which you have to if you're moving that fast and stopping that abruptly and the, the craft is still intact. Which makes me think about uh, like force fields. You know, y you take a rocket or you take like a any sort of aircraft and it's just sitting there. Like I I've told you the story when I was a kid, we were driving home and there were our neighbors were standing. This is a true story that happened to me. Uh, we were I was we were on our way home and our neighbors were outside and they were looking up at something and I was I was way younger but uh, there was this bright light in the sky and then it just maybe about 20 minutes later, it just shot off into deep, deep space. It just shot off. Um, you know, a normal craft, like let's use the starship, for example, if the starship did that, it would be obliterated. Okay. It's, it's almost like, like the earth, earth rotation, you know, earth is rotating at 1000 miles per hour. If our planet just stopped like instantly and like not just slow down gradually, obviously everything would be okay. Um, but if it just stopped instantly, everything on the surface would just be because of the, the extreme force. Um, so you got to think maybe these, you know, these extraterrestrials are using some sort of uh, force force field on their, their crafts that is obviously blocking the, uh, the force from destroying their, their, their UFOs. Yeah, that is true. And that's kind of where anti-gravity comes in. So you mentioned a, a force field, um, which is essentially what anti-gravity would do. Um, so if they had the anti-gravity anti device on and you actually tried to touch the, the craft, um, it is believed that you actually would not be able to come in contact. It's like trying to push two magnets together, except at a way bigger scale and way more powerful. Um, so any missile, any bullet, anything, you know what I mean, that tried to come in contact with the craft while the anti-gravity device was on, um, would not be able to penetrate it because you have anti-gravity, um, you know what I mean, essentially surrounding the craft. And that's why the, the basic laws of physics don't necessarily apply to these crafts. Um, and I think that's why they're, or, or, or how they're capable of doing some of the things that, you know what I mean, we've actually filmed them doing. And that's pretty much all, all the knowledge I have on that, um, or ideas. Um, it, Marcus, do you have anything else you want to add? Nope, that's about it, guys. I really do appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, let me see. If you guys have any kind of comments, questions, um, anything like that, just go ahead and leave it um, in the comment section below if you're watching on YouTube or somewhere that's, you know, obviously available for comments. And, um, and uh, don't forget to smash that like button and uh, make sure to subscribe and turn that notification bell on just to be notified every time we uh, upload any podcast or, or anything like that on the channel.